maybe there's like a bit of social anxiety or like dependence on on alcohol there Mm. but it's like you don't need to instill that on others like fair enough if you feel like you need a drink to have a good night out that's again your choice respecting that but if I feel like I want to be sober for the night but I'm still coming along yeah I'm still your friend and you know we can still have a really good night I don't have to be drinking yeah Hey guys and welcome back to Feed Your Mind Podcast. I'm Em. And I'm Soph and today we're going to be talking about alcohol and how it impacts your mind, body and social influences of drinking culture. So a super exciting topic and one that Em and I I think have a little bit different stances on. Yeah, (laughs) slightly different. Um, But before we get into that, we're going to do our weekly learnings or like our weekly takeaways. We should probably address the fact that that's not weekly anymore. Episodely. Episodely. (laughs) Episodely learnings. Um, Did you want to kick us off or do you want me to Mm, send it? Okay. (laughs) I feel like my learnings this week have been um, like surrounding the book that I'm currently reading, which I'm just going to start at the end and throw a wreck in really early on. The book I'm currently reading is called Setting Boundaries by Rebecca Ray. And this book, I feel like I've had like seen at the library and like had Mm. on my book list, but I feel like just from the outside of it, it just gave me like young 20. Aesthetic, like straight away i don't think it just gave you a bit like juvenile vibes yeah like it just didn't give what the book is serving on the inside content wise does not reflect the outside really the outside of the book just looks like a novice author just doing novice things but the inside of the book is just so grounded in psych theory and like oh i'm obsessed with it so i'm literally only halfway through (laughs) and even if you only read the first (laughs) half like it's so good yeah basically just touches on like setting boundaries and what boundary setting looks like how like knowing yourself and knowing and understanding the different parts of your subconscious helps to like inform your boundary setting um and i feel like it's just been like a good learning experience for me in terms of like reflecting on my internal boundaries my external boundaries areas of my life where i'm super good at setting boundaries and like you know knowing myself and knowing my limits and areas where I could maybe do a little bit better. So this week I've been trying to implement stronger boundaries. I feel like for me personally, internal boundaries, super easy, self-discipline, eating boundaries, Mm -hmm. exercising boundaries, all that sort of thing. I'm really good at external boundaries and like relationships with others. And like, I think you'll probably agree with this, like saying no to others, saying no to responsibilities, but also like teaching people how they can treat you and how they teach you. I feel like that has been the like eye-opening bit for me in this book and like trying to implement that in my life has been the challenge of the week and yeah it's been good so everyone go and get your hands on this book because i'm yeah i'm stealing it from the library once yeah it's next (laughs) next in line at the local library but after that you guys can all come borrow um yeah so that was my that's my little weekly takeaway yeah starting with a wreck yeah Um, did you have anything that you oh actually let's address the b-day week m's 23 Sorry, you had a B day. That's exciting. Yes, B day yeah. last week. Um, it's been a, it's been a big week. I'm not gonna lie. It's been a big week, but a very little birthday. Yeah, I feel like yes. I literally had a chat with a girlfriend about this when mm-hmm. I was younger. Not even when I was younger. Last year, the year before that, I had like Birthdays four events. Big, yeah, I had a breakfast, a lunch, a dinner, a drinks. Like I had all the things. Yep. I wanted every human that I've ever spoken to to yep. celebrate me. <laughs> and this birthday, I'm like, I just want to go camping by myself. Just want to chill and yeah. see no one. And you were the same. Like, yeah, this birthday, literally. you were like zero. 
Cause like, on the agenda. Yeah, so pretty much I had exams. My birthday usually falls in exam weeks. So it's never like, I don't know, yeah, never a big deal. It's not there. Um, but I had my exam literally Friday night and then my birthday was Saturday. Yeah. And I was just like... I'm not bothered right that now. I couldn't Eve be bo- is yeah. Gross. yeah. And I just couldn't be bothered. I was like, it's too hard. I just want to get exams out of the way and then I'll like think about my birthday. So I hadn't planned anything and like just thinking ahead, I was like, oh, it's too hard. Like I just won't do anything kind of thing. Um, so yeah, it's pretty much just been at dinners. I've just been going out for dinners left, right, and center. Um, yeah. but other than that, yeah, nothing, nothing's been happening. We're maturing in our old age. We just want to eat I know. yummy food. And <laughs> honestly, though, I'm like, oh, the food's too good. Yeah. So yes, no, had a little B day, just been chilling. Like literally on my actual birthday, mm-hmm. did hardly anything. Like, I love that. Went to it the was local wholesome. footy game. <laughs> I came over to drop um, oh, yeah. her like B day goodies, and yes. her whole family was just like hanging out. Her we man were just was like there. sitting there. I was like, y'all are just having like a chore Saturday. Like, they're all just watching a show. Like, yeah, they were. They were literally <laughs> just watching TV and hanging out. I was like, on my birthday, I would be like on my eighth outfit of the day. And, like, yeah, yeah it, like, it did it feel a bit weird. It, it did feel wholesome. a bit weird this year. Like, it just kind of passed and whatever yeah. but yeah. it's been really nice like all the dinners and whatever has been really nice um yeah. I was saying that I think this will be my learning for this app was that I'm a bit over alcohol yeah. <laughs> and it's very fitting with <laughs> topic today's today. topic yeah. um but yeah just like literally having back-to-back dinners and like drinks and stuff I on my like third day I'm like nah I'm That's good enough like yeah. um the other night we went to like quiz night varsity and I literally got a lemonade I was yeah. like I'm good like I don't yeah I just go through phases with it and if I have like what is it that makes you over it it's I don't even know like I I don't even like the drinks that much like to actually have them yeah um and then I'm like oh well if I'm only gonna have a couple like what's the point kind of yeah. thing after having I guess like the Friday night I had more drinks than any of the other days in the week so then that kind of just set me up to be like meh kind of over it like yeah. so yeah that's how I've been feeling a little bit but we push on whilst we're on it do we want to talk about let's just yeah. dive right into like our drinking philosophies okay like, right now you're talking about being a little bit off alcohol yeah and I was like okay well like join the sofa I call it the sober sofa club like join the sober sofa club <laughs> yeah and you were like oh no like I'm just done for the week yeah like, yeah <laughs> Like, catch you next yeah, weekend and we'll be fine. So, yeah, talk to us about your drinking philosophy, values um, around drinking, all that stuff. Okay. Yeah, so I guess at the moment, like, I've always sort of been one where my group will drink on the weekend. Like, yeah. we'll get together one point of the weekend and drink. Um, I think definitely whilst uni semester's on, I'm a bit more here and there. Like, I, it won't be, like, every weekend kind of thing. And I don't really enjoy doing every single weekend, like, drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just makes me feel trash the next day (laughs) um and like some nights I'm just like not in the mood for it at all like I can just tell I'm like I'm not gonna have a good time so it's not gonna help like kind of thing but then other nights I just need someone to be like no stop it like (laughs) pull your finger out and you'll be fine um it's still good to see everyone and stuff so yeah I think at the moment my drinking approach to drinking yeah is just I just drink when I feel like it obviously mine is more evolved around like social settings so Mm. yeah if we're sort of getting together in a social setting it's often that everyone's drinking so then I'm more likely to just have some drinks as well yeah um but otherwise like couldn't care less about touching a drink like during the week yeah you know I might have a glass of wine here and there but it's it's not a big self-learning yeah by others like if I know tonight I will I know what drinks I like I know when I can justify spending money on drinks and not like I think this is the thing like I've definitely learned in the years yeah it's like I've learned what I like what makes me feel better or worse like drink wise nights when I know that I'm just not gonna get into it like even if I have a drink and like yeah I'm more than happy to to drive and 
you know not drink that's fine um and still have really good night but yeah it just kind of depends so I think it's just been a bit of a bit of a learning um and yeah definitely revolving around social drinking for me I think yeah what about you? Fair enough. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm, yeah, I guess. The, Drinks once a year. <laughs> yeah. More, more now than ever in my life before. I'm so anti-drinking. I yep. feel like I was similar to everyone. I turned fresh 18. Like even yeah. just prior to that, started drinking at parties, at 18s, at house parties, all of that sort of thing. And I enjoyed that stage for yep. like the six months. I'd say the clubbing experience for like the six months that it mm. lasted. Um, and then I just found that, like it just wasn't me like and yeah. that sounds like a bit I don't know <laughs> how that sounds like it just wasn't me like getting yeah. dressed up wasn't me like being a social butterfly talking to so many people like f- staying up until yeah you know, four in the morning what? I'm yeah. just not that person I'm a I'm a creature of habit I'm a girl of routine yeah I love a full night's sleep I love a Sunday morning routine like you know yeah just, so it was fun for like a little bit but long term I was like there's no chance it's not happening yeah, yeah. It, it wore thin like quite quickly for me mm. and just like the highs of drinking as well like the silly like fun craziness like was enjoyable but also I was like I'm like I'm quite comfortable in social settings as I am so yeah I feel like when I was um 18 I kind of withered out the drinking really really often Mm. um and also I feel like it's a two-parter it's one-parter that drinking doesn't really fit like me as a person and two-parter doesn't really fit my lifestyle at all so um yeah no the big weekends don't really yeah after a few bad nights sleep or like going to a netball carnival hungover or like just something along those lines I just thought like absolutely not and so less and less and less I've been drinking maybe like the last four years I've drunk twice a year I drink on my birthday (laughs) and on new year's eve and for the last two years I can confidently say actually this year I drank on hottest 100 day as well yes and I can confidently say that every time that I've done it like the last four times that I've done it and probably because I don't do it very often mm-hmm. that it only takes like three or four and I, I just You're fly like off that. the handle yeah. <laughs> yeah like I'm just but it just is just brings out not the best in me yes. I just think I don't know I think the alcohol affects people differently um and triggers like different parts of our like personality I know that I've got friends that are really anxious and when they drink it brings out their anxiety I've got other friends that are anxious and when they drink it calms them so yeah yeah, I think that I'm like quite an emotional person and I'm quite a deep thinker and I think that alcohol just like exacerbates that in me and yeah it just makes me like a little bit neurotic so I don't enjoy that at all I feel like (laughs) grounded Sophie is confident and fun (laughs) and drunk Sophie is just like a little bit of a wreck yeah and you're like more than happy just to rock up having driven there like sip on your water and it's fine like still have an absolutely great time and don't get it wrong like I will go I'll go clubbing sober yeah. I'll stay out till one in the morning I'll go to bars sober yep. like the amount of times I'm with friends I'm like should we just like go to a bar and they're like you don't drink and I'm like to get a soda and what? water yeah. and yeah. meet people like normalize being sober in alcohol friendly places yeah so, literally yeah that's my approach I'm just I think that I'm officially drawing the line on drinking I feel yeah. like like I had like one bad experience She's my a birthday reformed last drinker year already. I know I feel like three strikes Hottest 100 was my last day where I was like, and I'm out. (laughs) What about the B day this year, do you reckon? No, absolutely. No, not not happening. No, no. I just think I just genuinely have a better time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm. I feel like you enjoy the more like wholesome events, like for your birthday, like doing stuff during the day, going for breakfast or like doing that sort of thing rather than like going clubbing. I feel like it's just not within your like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just not me. And also it's just all the things. It's the feeling sick the next day. It's the spending unnecessary money. It's getting Ubers. It's making decisions that you don't like. It's like the flirting and dating and sleeping culture. Like I just don't like any of the things. Like I'm a 
old school gal I want to like you know have you know market on the Sunday and like yeah absolutely go for dates and like you know yeah. just um yeah that's right so yeah that's that's the philosophy yes uh, let's see how we go I feel like that's great that that's on audio record <laughs> right now that I'm done you're committing and to I've it I've got a lot of social events coming up I've got like three weddings yeah coming but you're up. really good with it yeah you're just like no and everyone says to me they're like oh like surely you're gonna drink and I'm like yeah like surely I'm not <laughs> I'll have a worse time like I'm not drinking yeah. and oh no like I'm not gonna enjoy it as much as everyone I'm not gonna be able to participate in the drinking game yeah I'm thinking if I drink I'm not gonna have a good time if I go sober I yeah. will shoot beer pong and like I'm just a good I think so it's funny because it's like so many people would say the exact opposite and yes. be like, if I go when I am sober, I'm going to have an awful time. Like it's not going to be like doable and I just want to go home kind of thing. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's just so interesting how like different people just feel differently about it. But yeah. yeah. And I just like having my wits about me as well. Yeah. Like I think being sober and being around and I have no problem with, I think that's another thing mm. is people here that I don't drink and they immediately feel like they have to monitor their behavior oh, or yeah. like change their I am so pro going out with people that you know what I mean like I don't yep. care I don't care I'll happily pour your shots for you like you can yeah take, like I can still be a part you, of it it's yeah. no big deal take what you want drink what you want like I am so pro people making their own choices and yep. having fun in whatever form they like mm-hmm. and I think that exactly that the people that hear oh she doesn't drink yeah. and then feel like they need to judge me pressure me like I just like having my wits about me and being like mm, well that just reflects poorly it, on you exactly yeah. it reflects them not you it's yeah. like I'm so self-aware that I know this is like gonna be better for me I'm gonna have a better time so yeah. it affects you none nonetheless. nonetheless and my favorite people are the ones that I can go out with literally just one like just me and yeah. one other friend and they'll have like five drinks and get a little bit loose like knowing that I'll be there drive yeah home, knowing that they can hook up and I'll drive myself home we're all like, good yeah my favorite people like I just yeah so yeah well yes I think it's really good to sort of establish that and then we wanted to talk about go into a little bit about sort of the alcohol influence on mental health and then nutrition side of things um and then yeah just go through it a little bit yeah well I can start with the psych stuff um without getting too like sciencey about it obviously it's like pretty common and like well known to most people that you know you get the Sunday scaries you're like drinking habits long term can yeah. have really like you know, alcohol addiction and like alcohol dependency. Yeah. Um, and that can heavily play into both exacerbating and relieving anxiety and depression. Um, but obviously like on a little bit of more of a short term, we've all had a few bevvies and felt our like cognitive function kind of <laughs> deteriorate or, yeah. you know, felt overly excited or all of those things. So basically how that works is um, ethanol, which is in alcohol. It blocks the neurotransmitters. So there's two different ones. GABA and glutamate and they are excitatory and inhibitory um, neurotransmitters so what that basically means is like the chemical messages that go to your brain they either fire them or they stop them so ethanol kind of stops that balance between you know firing and stopping of chemical messengers yeah which is why you can just like make really impulsive decisions and just send a decision or say something without filter you know what I mean excitatory is when like you're just sending you know, yes. sending decisions. Like William. I want to run across the road. I'll just go do that. Like, okay, there's no yeah. forward thinking. And then inhibitory is like, you're just slow. Your reactions are slow. Yes. Your slurred speech, like not enough is going on up there. Like everything's <laughs> getting blocked and you can't quite, you just fall unconscious because okay, it's, you yeah. know what I mean? Like there's not enough yeah. being sent. So they're like the common um, symptoms. And like, that's what functionally is happening in yeah. your brain when you consume alcohol. Yeah. The other one is that 
ethanol really impacts your dopamine levels. So dopamine is the pleasure hormone and basically exact same thing. Um, it messes with the receptors, which means like it messes the balance mm-hmm. um, of the dopamine going in and out of your blood. Um, and you basically just have like an extreme high. So the dopamine just like floods into your brain when you drink alcohol, which is mm-hmm. why you get excited. You're normally more sexually aroused. You're, you know, happy. And yeah. like, you know, you're just a full of generally like a euphoria. lot more. Yeah. You're yeah. really euphoric when you drink. Mm-hmm. Um, and what that means is you basically have like a come down the next day. So, you know, you fall asleep, you go to bed the next or even sometimes within the night, you'll see people like they'll start off and they'll just have that flood and then they'll kind of stop drinking yes. and they'll just slowly get, and that's why you get tears. That's why you get that's me. fights. All over. Yeah. Like you're, you're, you're like having, it's almost like a sugar rush. Like you're just sending yeah. your dopamine through the roof and then you're just crashing. And then it's crashing down. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. for some people when they drink like all night long and then they go to bed, they'll wake up on that Sunday and their dopamine levels will be so low. Right. That's when you wake up unmotivated, sluggish, depressed, anxious. Okay. All of those yeah. things. So that's interesting. Cause I have a few friends who would say like they, experience sort of that anxiety like the day after and like I personally don't so I always was like interested in how that sort of worked yeah that makes sense and for me personally as well I find like already hormonally I feel like I have you know quite large waves of hormonal fluctuation yeah and when I drink it throws my dopamine levels off so like if I become so unbalanced Mm. that this it's not the Sunday scaries for me it's the weekly to fortnightly scaries like the time it takes for me to emotionally mentally bounce back to like Mm -hmm. a stable you know, motivate like my my neutral state. I think yeah. my neutral state is quite energetic. It's quite positive. Yeah. It's quite you know enthusiastic. And for me to level back to that, for my brain to reproduce the dopamine that it's kind of you know been deprived of yeah. after that drop post alcohol, mm-hmm. um, it's just like yeah, like it takes honestly, a while. Like weekly. It's a weekly to fortnightly yeah. come. And it's like when it does that for Absolutely you, it not. just yeah, I can Absolutely understand why not. you'd be like, no, thank you. Yeah. Like that is far too much, and it impacts your little whole week, not just your weekend. I remember like, I used to go to school like in year twelve when it, I was you know legally yes. <laughs> doing good, good girl <laughs> things, and yeah, like all my like we'd have a Saturday night like something chill, you know, like a birthday. We'd all just get drunk. We'd yep. go on a party bus. We'd go into the city, whatever. And the Sunday, it'd all be on the Snapchats. Everyone like sleepy tired eating macas like doing all the things yeah which obviously is just shit in itself because you're eating shit you're not moving yeah. you're not doing homework like you're just like <laughs> everyone's been there yeah. but i would come to school on the monday and i'd just be like you could look at me the wrong way and i want to cry right now really I'd wake up on the tuesday i'd be like i'm so tired i'm so unmotivated i don't yeah. want to exercise like still the ones like i just remember being at school and it would get to like the thursday and i'd be like okay like you know, I'm kind of feeling a bit more myself. If like I could go for a run or like go for whatever and there'd be like another event. And I'd be like, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah really I bad. couldn't do that if it like was taking so long for me to get back to that sort of just feeling myself, I guess. And you got, and again, each to their own. My little brother is a machine. He will go <laughs> out like midweek yep. and just wake up bright eyed and bushing tailed on a Thursday, 7am, go to work. He'll just like yak it up and keep on going. And I'm yep. like, some of us just built different. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think I went through a short little phase of being able to just do that whereas now I'm like going to work the next day I couldn't think of anything worse like not even I might not even be like actually hungover from drinks it might just be that I haven't slept and I'm just like no yeah like it's yeah. not for me and I feel like it's just a novelty as well like I used to do that we've all done yeah. an eight hour shift on a Sunday hungover and like gone to pick something up off the floor and like I've 100% <laughs> excused myself to go to the toilet oh yeah work. Like, we've all been there but like that was for the justification of like 
a really fun, like yes. wild once, you know what I mean? Like I'm 20, what? 22 Like it's now. just that early years, it's like early, when you're it's experimenting novelty. and, it's novelty. and, yeah, and it novelty is novelty wears off. And now I'm like, no, nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> like you think a bit more with your head. You're like, Oh, how's this going to affect me now? Like, yeah. you know, is it going to affect my week? Oh, can't be bothered. Yeah. Like, never yeah. mind. And also you got like responsibilities. I feel yeah. Like. <laughs> Just, yeah, like, we can't just be going wild. Work. Like, you just can't be doing that anymore. <laughs> yeah. So is that kind of like the main effects on the mind? Yes. 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 I'd say like obviously the um, glutamate and GABA mm-hmm. receptors is like the short term effects of alcohol, yes. which obviously like it's a lot more complicated than what I've just explained. Yeah, of course. Look, but that's just kind of like the funny little Brief symptoms. Overview, yeah, yeah. Like, you jumbling your words and you're falling over and you, you know you see people walking and they're stumbling. And yeah. Like, your motor functions are literally not functioning because yeah. your brain chemicals, your brain messages are just not yeah. firing the way that they should be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd say like the, the dopamine hormonal imbalance is kind of like the biggest effect on mental mm. health. And obviously that's where alcohol addiction and like long-term issues come in is because people have that high and then they have the extreme lows the only way to get rid of the extreme low is to take something or to consume more to get your dopamine level yeah yeah Yeah. wait am i i don't even know if this is right but am i correct in saying like alcohol is a depressant yes yes yes, okay so then like how does that does that relate to yes all of those things yeah so the depressant just means that it slows the nervous system so okay yeah yeah it slows down the messages it slows down the functioning it slows down your so that's where everything's like impaired a little yes, bit yes yeah so that's where you see like the physical impairments but also which is like funny because it's a depressant in the sense that yeah that's confusing i can see because <laughs> i was like you know like some people get really like excited and energetic and they yeah. feel way more confident but then you're thinking like alcohol is a depressant it's because it's a depressant in the sense that it slows the function of the nervous system and part of the nervous system's function is to produce hormones i.e dopamine right so it yes. slows the production and release and reception mm-hmm. of dopamine mm-hmm. so it's slowing. so it's more reflecting like the patterns and like what's actually going on yes. rather than like your physical your actual, feelings yeah, yeah, yeah at the time saying, yeah that makes sense yeah okay yeah so that was like a really good overview of how it affects the brain um alcohol itself is actually a macronutrient so we already have carbs protein and fats but alcohol also provides energy to the body so mm-hmm. it's classed as a macronutrient and it is quite energy dense so it provides with lots of energy but no nutritional value which other the other macronutrients would do so yeah it's not really of any benefit to the body it's mm-hmm. just giving us energy and displacing some of the other things that we could be having yeah um and alcohol itself can't be stored in the body like the other macronutrients so instead it enters our bloodstream and that's where we feel the effects and how you're talking about like with the brain and stuff Mm -hmm. what happens there is when it's in our bloodstream the liver sort of acts to break it down as soon as it can because alcohol is essentially a toxin to the body (laughs) um and that's where we then get the energy from it we use this in the body it can't be stored so we don't store it anywhere um and then it gets eliminated so yeah whilst the alcohol is in our system which can last for quite a few hours as you can you know feel those effects through a night out Mm -hmm. um it takes priority in this sort of breakdown so if you're having food or something you would still be prioritizing the breakdown of alcohol so you wouldn't be digesting and absorbing all the food as well yeah if that kind of makes sense Mm -hmm. so essentially rather than having the like nice like food which is giving us energy but also lots of micronutrients like all the really good things for our body we're prioritizing the toxin yeah essentially yeah. um just because we want to get it out of our body yeah that's what that's how that kind of works like 
when we when we drink but then also like on nights out you might sort of notice that you crave like greasy salty like sugary foods which can obviously continue on into your hungover state the day after but in this way alcohol itself sort of provides kilojoules so energy like i said before but we also crave higher kilojoule foods which are those greasy salty sugary like takeaway foods like a a greasy breakfast like all that sort of thing Mm -hmm. so alcohol impacts our cravings for those which can then increase how much we're eating or increase those sorts of foods that we're eating which are called our discretionary foods so the stuff that yeah again aren't really providing those micronutrients all the things for like a healthy gut and immune function and so we're having more of those foods which is regulated by alcohol a little bit so again just promoting all-round sort of unhealthy (laughs) that plays into the dopamine uptake as well if you can imagine that you're having like high highs and then crashes yes your like body's easiest way of releasing Mm -hmm. endorphins and like you want you know you want the highest endorphin production with the minimal amount of effort because you're like fatigued and hungover (laughs) and feel really sick Mm. so often you see like binge eating high sugary foods being consumed because they do release those endorphins and it's like when you have those foods like high sugary foods and they're going they're giving you that quick spike in blood sugar and energy but then again those big crashes as well so it's like it plays into that in the same sort of waves that i feel like the dopamine it's honestly just an unbalanced life like yeah that is so like justified into the reason as why i don't drink yeah like you're just on a bloody roller coaster yeah your diet's on a roller coaster your sleep (laughs) patterns on a roll nothing stable and when you're a person that like lives and breathes routine and stability like alcohol just just makes me stressed yeah (laughs) it makes me so stressed (laughs) it is difficult and it's like it's a hard thing to balance and incorporate yeah with everything and i think people that do and like that do it well like you go good on you (laughs) (laughs) um but so yeah you know we can increase not only our alcohol intake but then also those discretionary foods as well which can add to our risk of sort of overeating binge eating putting our health at risk all that sort of thing um which obviously isn't ideal yeah for our health um and as well like the long-term outcomes of of alcohol use i mean i'm coming from a perspective where i don't personally know anyone who has like an alcohol addiction or i've not experienced that so do you not feel like sometimes you see a bit of alcohol dependency though on people our age group dependency for sure yeah yeah like like scared socially sometimes yeah and i'm like i can't yeah it is kind of crazy how we can i just say when i stopped when that transition, like those four months between, yeah, like obviously there was like, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to drink, I'm going to take shots, I'm going to fully like, just send it. Go, yeah. <laughs> and then there was like a time where I was like, oh, I just have one or two. And like, you know, the one or two still gave yeah. me a headache, whatever. When I reached that period where I was like, I'm just not drinking today at like mm-hmm. full blown, like wine tour events, beer Olympics. Like, I'm not talking I wouldn't drink at like dinner. Like, I'm yes. talking I went to full on drinking events. Like an event where there would be a lot full of social blown, pressure, like a big day. Yeah. Full blown sober. The like, awkwardness that I felt and the like I just felt like a fish out of water I yeah. felt like so socially awkward so socially awkward someone that is so like loud yes. normally and extroverted and confident and whatever like when everyone else is on this level and you're so clear like I felt so isolated yeah. and socially having to learn how to include myself mm. as a sober person in a drunk setting like that was that took months that took oh, months yeah. and months and now I think I'm confidently at a place where I'll you know like you're I, still like there, I said I'm going time. I'm pouring yeah. drinks I'm playing bit like yeah. I'm playing games whatever but like yeah those first couple even just a few where I was just like I don't know this is gonna sound really silly but I feel like when you're when you have alcohol you're just so loud and you talk so much and I would sometimes be times at events where I wouldn't talk for like half an hour and then I was like I feel so awkward now about using my voice because I've been so quiet quiet. and I'm like I'm just gonna 
go home. Like, <laughs> honestly, I can't like, be here. <laughs> so many events where I was like, I just, and now I go in and like immediately before everyone hits that like euphoric, yes. insane drunkenness, I get on the level so that when they're all there, like I just be You're there fine. Yeah. Like, no one even noticed that I haven't had a drink, but. No, I agree. Like definitely it takes, initially it takes time like, to do that. Being on ground zero and everyone else being on cloud nine and you're trying to like. Trying to incorporate on yourself. That energy. It's hard. Oh, it was so uncomfortable. So yeah. uncomfortable. And I can see why like that would put people off even tr- like you know trying yeah. to have a sober one yeah. and then again and you reinforcing feel and you're like yeah. there's this someone's passing me a drink i could just have one drink and relieve yeah. this this like uncomfortable feeling like it's yeah. not social pressure it's like you're just being smart it's yeah survival of the fittest like you, want, <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah yeah no like and for me like, it was keeping the cons front of mind like i would sure. say so strong so i was like no i'm going to wake up i'm gonna be in bed by 10 o'clock with clean skin and like you know wake up at 6 a.m yeah so, like, just keeping your why Really oh yeah mind, but i can totally see how you can know. see why that gets so clouded and like yeah. it's so easy to be swayed as well like especially if you're feeling a bit uncomfortable or like yeah maybe it's sort of your first couple of times of like going to something sober it's so easy to just be like oh actually you know what yeah you know, i'll have a drink because it would make me feel so much more at ease right now <laughs> yeah and you know what as well i found was like the definitiveness of my choice mm. back when i was kind of like transitioning yes if you will. <laughs> it was kind of like oh i have one or two like the push to be like, oh, have more, or like, oh, I'd be like, oh, I'm True. only drinking cider, and then, oh, have a shot, have a shot, have a spirit. Yeah, like, it's like I've already those, started, yeah, so like... Having those wishy-washy boundaries, I mm. found, were the most challenging for me. Now that it's just like a straight... Clear cut. Dry cut, like, there's no question in my mind. There's no temptation yeah. that, like, it's so easy now. So I feel like being really concrete, not like that I'm saying you have to be sober, yeah. but boundaries being concrete, like two drinks, concrete rule. Yeah, or exactly. no spirits, concrete rule, like whatever your rule needs to be, or like no alcohol. I'm like sticking to that. Like you can definitely do it. It's oh, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just set a concrete and then there's no on the spot thinking, there's no social pressure. You're just, yes. And that kind of plays into this book that I'm reading. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> boundary is so clear yeah. that you're like, there's no... You're question. not questioning no it. Question. You're not allowing yeah. like any leeway yeah. and it doesn't, it's not all wishy-washy. Like no. you can stick to that be confident in that and, set something and that's, that's realistic it. yeah like you know yeah set things that actually align with you and you'll find that if you don't actually value like the boundary that you're putting in place mm. if it doesn't actually align with you then you'll be wishy-washy yeah that's if true it's a strong boundary and it truly reflects you and your person your character you'll easily stand by it so, yeah. yeah yeah true just setting something that's actually achievable and also aligns with you yeah um but yeah i wanted to sort of just like briefly outline like the long-term outcomes of using alcohol mm-hmm. um so i guess it has so many known risks for like cancer heart problems weight gain diabetes liver problems like so so many um and all chronic conditions or risk factors for developing chronic conditions like i, I already know multiple of my friends have had troubles with their liver like yeah. pancreatitis like yeah. inflammation in the pancreas that is all straight from alcohol yeah. that is something that do you know what we my, there was a time when like a few of my friends we kept getting jaundice oh really yeah, yeah so your liver very low-key like yeah like insane like needs so like for anyone who doesn't like, know that's like yellowing yeah. yeah so like yellowing of your skin or your eyes me being one of them but that was because i also was a bit athlete vibes and didn't hydrate properly but like i remember there was a small month where like i had wow and i had two friends as well really and, like, didn't come to school for like a week yeah i wouldn't yeah. be surprised because it's like that's just a straight link linked to your liver yeah, which yeah, yeah would then how interesting yeah see it's like little things like that pop up and it's just like okay so it it actually affects people it's not just a thing that's talked about but everyone still carries on drinking um it's like now that i've known a few people who it's actually affected health wise i'm like oh i'm a little bit more cautious of that now um but yeah so it's like outside of this 
I guess we sort of touched on it a little bit, but we're more likely to partake, partake in like risk-taking behaviors and we can also, yeah, then have falls, broken arms, broken legs, like yeah. that sort of physical damage as I well. That's one for me as well. Like I've seen too many times, especially with guy mates, like the aggression. Comes oh yeah. Out, the like self-loathing comes out the, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's just like yep. really scary to me when you see people Absolutely. self-talk and self-filter just completely deteriorate because of alcohol. And, and it's scary, like, like especially when it's your friends and you see them go to that actual like aggressive extreme or, or something like that. And it's just like, wow, like yeah. it's crazy how something can have such, such an influence. I also just think I'm such an empath and I think maybe, maybe having a paramedic for a dad, mm, true. but just when you like police and paramedics and nurses and just people that have to deal with your it's just like ass. not a situation like, you need to be in it's yeah horrible. like nothing breaks me more than when you're walking around the city and like a police officer being abused people are having fights yeah like, it's so like just yeah horrible to me. like i remember like one of my tutors she works for like burns unit mm. and she was saying that a lot of the burns that come in are like from young males from just alcohol related yeah. behaviors and it's just like that's so scary you yeah. know that you're yeah. getting yeah involved with all of that aside of you know the fights and and everything yeah um but i wanted to throw out i found a statistic so in 2016 there were three million deaths worldwide that were linked to alcohol intake like how that's just crazy to me like that is so much i saw a paper as well the other day obviously with addiction and stuff um so the gray matter is like the big spongy part of your brain Mm -hmm. um and alcohol like long-term and like chronic use of alcohol has been found to um degenerate that brain tissue yeah so, like, literally kill like kill it, it. <laughs> like decrease the volume it's not working anymore yeah yeah um, and they used to think that was associated with chronic use of alcohol they're now finding that if you're having at least maybe one drink a day then mm. you're having your really jeez yeah, so. it's so scary like and that's where i guess we're at with the current sort of recommendations as well um this is sort of, yeah, coming from nutrition side, but I think it would obviously have a lot to do with the health of the brain as well. Yeah. Um, but so currently, I guess they're focused on those long-term health outcomes and preventing chronic disease and stuff. Um, so having no more than 10 standard drinks in a week, but also no more than four standard drinks in one day. So like trying to focus on, again, not that like binging once on the weekend or binging twice on the weekend yeah. um, for sort of, yeah, those long-term health outcomes. Um, and then trying to include at least a couple of alcohol-free days a week, if possible. Um, and yeah, so I guess it's essentially, you know, something that we probably all know, alcohol is a toxin. We know how it affects us and we know that it can have those health outcomes, but the less alcohol you have, the less risks you're going to have on your health in the long term. So, I mean, I think it's a, it's good that the recommendations are sort of saying that you can still have some, because obviously keeping it realistic and Mm -hmm. things that people are going to do, um, not saying that everyone sticks to this. I don't say I stick to this, like, but yeah, just I guess that overarching message would be the less you drink, the less the risk there is. And I think from a mental health point of view as well, like obviously having that release if you have a stressful job or if you're having like relationship mm-hmm. stress, like just alcohol does relieve stress. It allows you to just like mentally check it out and yeah. like have those euphoric, pleasurable, you know, high energy, happy evenings from a psych point of view, like making sure that you have other self-care outlets. Yeah, other, not just turning yeah, to like alcohol you when you need it. Other outlets for, yeah, for like mental, mental positivity, self-care, mm-hmm. um, all the things, having friendships, social connection, all of those things outside of alcohol, 100% have them within alcohol yeah. if that's your lifestyle, but it's important to have them outside yeah. of alcohol as this well. This is something I actually really wanted to talk about because I find it is a like big thing that I notice yeah but like friends where you know the only time you see them 
is when you're drinking and then also like if you're not drinking or if you're being sober for the night they're not really wanting to engage with you yes like I notice this and I find it pretty problematic because for me I'm like well if you're my friend you're my friend like why would it matter if I'm drinking or not or if we're all drinking or not like we should be able to sort of catch up and and be fine but yeah I find it really concerning that I'm like there's literally people that wouldn't see you if you weren't getting together and having a drink Drink, like I get that sort of socially it's a nice and easy thing to be like yep everyone like get around for drinks like mm. you know it's a way to get people together but also why can we not just have nights where it's Do you know what? i feel like maybe that's comes from like a place of you being like uncomfortable with your own need to be drunk <laughs> yeah. like, I think people that can't be around i think so people, like yeah that just and i don't know whether it's like instilling maybe there's like a bit of social anxiety or like dependence on on alcohol there mm. but it's like you don't need to instill that on others. Like, fair enough, if you feel like you need a drink to have a good night out, that's, again, your choice, yeah. respecting that. But if I feel like I want to be sober for the night, but I'm still coming along, yeah, I'm still your friend. And, yeah. you know, we can still have a really good night. I don't have to be drinking. Yeah. For me, like, a big one is... Obviously, yeah, having those friends where you're like, we don't always have to be drinking. We can see each other completely sober. And, like, yeah. that's super fun. Um, Obviously, always, also, you know, being able to go out for drinks with friends, fine. Yeah. Um, but... So like that's where I just love, like, the awareness. Yeah, the, yeah. Like, you know, I just like to be just, like, fully present in, like, mm. you know, reflecting on my friendships and acknowledging, like, where, you know... Yeah. How my treatment is and, you know... Yeah, for sure. Um, But, yeah, it's, like, the other thing is just, like not instilling what you're thinking on other people. So it's like, you know, yeah, if you're being sober, I guess not necessarily instilling that on others if they want to do what they want. But then again, if you're, I don't know, drinking or wanting to like get shots or whatever, I don't know, examples, but yeah. um, not forcing others yeah. to do that. I think it's just, yeah. that is the main part of it for me is being just aware. Just be a self-secure human. Yeah. Just like take shots on your own. Yeah. Don't drink on your own. <laughs> <laughs> like just for me, it's like, my personal experience is getting to the point of being aware enough of knowing what makes me feel shit, yeah. like alcohol as what makes me feel good when I want to have more alcohol, when I don't want to have alcohol, like yeah. all of that sort of stuff. And like getting to a point of that, I feel really like secure myself yeah. and I'm like, I'm more than comfortable expressing that. But then, yeah, I guess some people aren't at that level, like yeah. where they know yeah, that they can respect others' boundaries or what they're expressing and mm-hmm. just let that be and be able to do their own thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's what you said. It's just a lack of self-awareness, which is why you should all read this book <laughs> on boundaries because it, like, it's as if you've written it, you're like plugging. <laughs> I could not be more of a stand for this book. Like, but it talks about that. It talks about your subconscious, like parts of your brain and like where like your defense mechanisms come in or where your like attack mechanisms come in or you know what I mean? Like yeah. the areas where these behaviors when you can't respect another person's boundaries and you can't instill your own mm. it's coming from a, an unconscious place we can all we all have a brain we yeah. all have a f- f- like frontal co- frontal cortex is the like <laughs> like decision making like yeah. control center of the brain we all have one mm. but sometimes like the you know and then our alcohol does that it stops the yeah. function of your decision making and like sometimes your subconscious is just like making choices and calling the shots and like yeah. saying the things and <laughs> yeah. um but yeah like don't get me wrong i obviously have a great time drinking out with people um and I definitely obviously engage in it a lot more than you (laughs) um but yeah of late I guess it's just been you know like I I'm more than happy to have a night out like 
for me, I really enjoy, you know, I'll go to go to a few bars or whatever, like have drinks at someone's, but then I also love a good boogie, love a good sing. Like if yeah. I'm if I'm just sitting around the whole time just drinking, like I'm gonna crash, I'm gonna be coming down, I'm gonna be crying in a minute. Yeah. Like <laughs> I need to have some sort of stimulation as well, because I yeah. just get really I get really Fancy, bored. Yeah. But I know myself that gin, if I have a night on gin, yeah. I'll end the night crying. I think that's another thing. I think yeah. when I was 18, I just ruined too many alcohols yeah. for myself. Yeah, I, it's so I've, sad. Everything's like, come up. Like, I just have got not a single spirit where I've been like, that went down a treat. <laughs> it's just, it's just Honestly, well like, I think back and I'm like, we used to walk around with a bottle of vodka and just be sipping from it with nothing. And now, now I I smell it and I'm like, absolutely not. Jelly Get shots it away now. from I me. Like a jelly shot and I'm like, oh <laughs> no. It's just not a good tummy time. Yeah. I just, yeah, tummy time. I just like in general, I just don't like enjoy the t- I, there's not ever ever been a time where i've ordered a drink out yeah, someone's agree. made a drink for me and i've been sipping on it th- and also when you do like you're in your health conscious and you're trying to nourish yeah. your body whatever like obviously ice cream doesn't have a lot of micronutrients or mm. macronutrients that are beneficial to you mm-hmm. so i choose not to eat a tub of ice cream a day like i would just rather eat yeah the ice cream i don't want yeah. to have six cocktails when i could <laughs> eat like a cheeseburger yeah. and you know and like it's so expensive it's so expensive. This is one thing that really, off. really the amount puts of times me off. That's a, that, is, that pisses me off and yeah. it doesn't even affect me. It's the when cocktails. When I'm out with friends and they order a cocktail, they take two sips, they're like, that's gross. Yeah. $18. We're not safe. It's We're never not, safe. That is, that's tragic And that's happened to me. to me many a time. My brother used to drink mud shakes oh, when we were no. <laughs> Nothing. Actually, yeah, I think a lot of people did. Oh, are you kidding me? Milk and alcohol? No. It's not. Yeah, I can't do it either. It makes my stomach churn. Yeah. But yeah, so oh, I it's just risky. Like the spirits just like literally make me want to gag like it's drinking petrol. <laughs> the cocktails and all the rest of it are just so sugary yeah. and spicy and just too much. And you don't me. know what you're getting. You yeah, really you don't know what you're getting. getting. <laughs> Bubbles are just like, just don't taste good. Yeah. No one, find me a person Spicy. that actually thinks that bu- those bubbles yeah. just are a good flavor. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And wine. We never have understood. Not there it. yet. It's dry, yeah, it's bitter. Oh, it's I'm actually gross. getting onto wine. Um, whilst this is in my brain, so I don't forget. I think a really good tactic if you're having like a sober night, or you know, if you don't want to drink as much alcohol, but you still want to be social, and you're someone who feels like you need a drink in their hand, which I know I am one of those. Um, like, there's nothing wrong with going up to the bar and ordering a non-alcoholic drink, um, or going one for one between alcohol and non-alcoholic. Like, I'll do that. I'll get you know. A vodka lime soda and then I might get a soda with just lime or, or lemonade or you know whatever whatever drink you really want and that is such a simple way to I guess reduce your alcohol intake but also still I guess feel like you're part of everything you know you have something in your hand even if you're at like gatherings bring your own like I'll bring my own little sippy cup like straw cup and you can feel that with whatever and no one's going to know any different. So it's like you've still got something in your hand. You feel that social, I don't know, socialite. But yeah, you're still sort of reducing what you're drinking or having that sober night. And no one literally knows any different. Okay, so that kind of like wraps us up on our little alcohol yes. discussion. Yes. I feel like it just... A winter energy and B holiday energy. The mm. books are flying off the shelves for me. At now the that I have nothing to do, now that, well, I don't have nothing to do. I have a dissertation yeah. to write. But, <laughs> but I, now that I have more time, I'm, I'm just like going more. on trips yeah. and road trips, and I'm just reading a lot. So mm-hmm. obviously, I already wrecked my first book, mm-hmm. um, which is Setting Boundaries. Another two books that I've read recently are both books about women of color, and I don't ooh, know. Do you ever ooh. just like find a topic? Yeah, like 
this, really into they just it. Came, left, I think um, one of them got recommended on a podcast and I was like, yeah, okay, I'll give that a whirl. Sounds yeah. kind of interesting. And I was like obsessed with it that I actually went and sought a second book wow. about women of okay. color. So the first one is called The Vanishing Half. By the way, both of these are really off path me as well because they're not self-help books. Okay, so they're both fiction, mm. which is like really off path me. I never normally read story books. I normally read like books that are helping me get yeah. my life together. So yeah. the first one is called The Vanishing Half, which is about like two um, twin sisters and they basically like are from a small town and like without spoiling it they're like you know don't have a lot of money um and so they leave this small town and one of them marries a black like a very dark-skinned black man and has a kid who's incredibly dark-skinned and another one marries uh, i think they're quite both like fair and another one kind of like plays off being a white person and marries a white man and right. has a white kid and it's just it's like, like a contrast yeah it basically okay. just like shows like how different their stories are how different their experiences are and then how different their kids are um it's also got a trans character in it as well which how was cool. just refreshing it was just like a really very progressive yeah very progressive <laughs> and just like really obviously like an interesting read so uh-huh. Now, I don't know who wrote that, but it's called The Vanishing Half. Um, I really enjoyed that. And then my second book was called The Bennett Women. Okay. Um, and that's like just really random. Is that the <laughs> other one that's like women of color? Or yeah, yeah. Okay. So the yeah. main um, character, they're basically just like a frat house, I guess, like an American frat house. Um, and they've got like one Asian character um, and an african-american character i believe mm-hmm. and it's basically just like a romance story um he's like low-key famous and she's like um, i think he's an actor and she's like really um ed- like educated intellectual yeah. and bit, like dorky and like it's just like a romance book yeah cool. but it's a romance book between like an asian and a woman of um african i want to say african yeah american descent so i don't know i just found it really How interesting. interesting that's very left um, field for you yeah I, know. I just was like going two for two and mm. then when i went to the library the third time i was like let's just find more books let's go color. How and good. i just stumbled across boundaries but i'm still yeah. i'm still yet to get into anything fiction like Never i really struggle i've read i think i've read one fiction book mm. like front to back yeah in school that I enjoyed. Yeah. And since then, I just don't reach them at all. But I... I feel like even in them being fiction, though, mm. they're not story stories. They're, they're not, not made up okay. stories. They're like, it's got educate. You know what I mean? Like, it's got It's still educating learning. a little bit. Yeah, yeah that's I true. I remember the other... My one other fiction <laughs> endeavor that I have yeah. um, was everything I know about love. I cry. Oh. I've never cried <laughs> from reading a book before. I don't know what happens at the end. I think someone dies or something. Okay. Oh, that book had me literally <laughs> weeping. Like I was so sad. That's yeah. a really good. But again, it's about love. It's about dating. Right. It's like teaching yes. Her life lessons. How to live. So like incorporated. It's not yeah. just fully like. It's not just a rogue story about yeah. dragons and yeah. So um no well I've still really been on the non-fiction self-helpy side (laughs) um i have not got very far through this book yet but it has been really good because i wanted a little bit of break from the other one that i was reading um but it is just called burnout so burnout solve your stress cycle by um emily and amelia nagoski i'm pretty sure um but very interesting and because i definitely felt like coming towards the end of semester i was burnout as and i'd actually had this book at home for a while and just never started it and i started it and i was like really relating to like quite a few of the things they were talking that about so favorite thing when you just yeah. wrote, start reading a book and you're like this is so applicable yeah like this boundaries book i literally had a conversation with my psych like in my last therapy session yeah we didn't talk about boundaries specifically but like we talked about like kind of like came things into my, it. yeah a few things mm. about my subconscious and a few like whatever and i started reading this book and i was like this is all wow. aligning for me ah! and it, like oh i was just like obsessed so i love when that's that so good so, and yeah. isn't this book this book the characters are emily and Sophie, yes. aren't yes actually yeah oh, so iconic guys 
guys. Should we just throw in the little yeah. story? So basically, when we first started the potty and we did our little our little shoot in the backyard, <laughs> um, we had a heap of books out around us. Accurately how long it's taken to M get through this book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this has been at my house for this long and yeah. I haven't started until now. And anyway, so we had all these books around us. And in one of the shots, we were like, oh, we'll just open the books. Yeah. So I picked up this book, opened it to a really, like, just random page. Based on aesthetic. Yeah, like, that based on aesthetic. It that, was purple. Yeah. Um, opened it to a random page, had never read it before, did not know anything about it. And literally the line says Sophie and Emily. And I was like, what? The like, n- there's no way. There's the no way. So, yes. <laughs> Magic. It's basically our book. Basically. Iconic to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. I'm wrecking that one for this. Amazing. episode amazing i'm so now nah, i just i'm excited to read you're gonna go and i'm just gonna yep. get into my book like immediately i'm so excited um okay amazing so we just did a few book wrecks shall we got should we do like a game a little curly question okay. what's yeah. that other game that we do can I questions. actually suggest one? Okay, I'll bring a new game to the table, actually. Okay. Um, I'm going in blind. Guys. Yeah, you're going very blind here, and I'm, we'll see how we go. Okay. But, so, the other day I brought this to Mason, and yeah. it's just something that, I don't know, I might have heard it before, or, like, it just like came up. Game? Yeah, no, up? no, no. <laughs> who knows who first? <laughs> no, so, it's not really a game, yeah, it's okay. just like, um, but I was bringing to the table things that are embarrassing that shouldn't be. That are just like normal. Okay. So my example and why I thought of this was, so I was driving my car. It was raining. Yeah. Some lady had a massive hood on walking like along the street. So she was obviously getting wet. And I was like, oh my God, great. Because I would never use an umbrella because umbrellas to me are so embarrassing. I was going to say that. I was like, even sometimes wearing a raincoat. I'm like, I got my coast walk. I'm like, raincoat. Raincoat. I find umbrellas so embarrassing, (laughs) but they're just a normal thing. Like, why would they be embarrassing? Like rocking up to class, like dusting up your... I've stepped into uni class before drenched like a rat like i have been i would way rather ring that. my hair way rather, way rather i had an umbrella in my car i, I was like, i'm not gonna be tapping my umbrella walking into class and if that like, thing goes like inside out no <laughs> getting thrown on the street i don't want it anymore so that okay that so do you funny. kind of like yeah, understand okay. what i'm saying yeah i get that do you have any off the top of your head or do you want me to add another one i feel like the only thing that like screams out to me is like turning around in public oh like, yeah like you're either like That's on a, a run one. on a coast walk and you're like hit my 5k like ready to turn around or you like have left your car and you're like, oh no, I forgot my. You're like, how do I make this law? And you just have to just like, that's a good one. Mid, yeah. mid a stride. I'd be like, I'm going back this direction now. I've done this before at uni, actually, oh. where I've not known where my class is and I've been walking and then I'm like, oh, it's not this way. Another- and I had to skirt back and everyone's it's like, so awkward. I also feel like another one arriving early to anything. To anything. What are you doing? I'm really trying to like socially (laughs) challenge myself. No going on my phone. Like now I will be meeting a friend for dinner and I just sit at the table. Oh, it's so hard. I'm I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to be that person that goes on my phone because I feel, I shouldn't feel embarrassed. I've just come to dinner. I'm not a weirdo. Yes. Yeah. Oh, another one was, um, this one is because, so mum's car has automatic wipers, window wipers that come on like, I don't know when it senses rain on the window or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, I have, if I've driven her car just random, yeah. I find it so embarrassing when her wipers come on full pelt for like three <laughs> raindrops. Like for what? For what reason? Like, let me just control it myself. That's I don't so need good. you. <laughs> That's so good. So yeah, that was another one. I'm trying to think. This is really think. off topic, but the most frustrating thing in my life at the moment, first world problems, I get in my car and I don't know whether I'm just like being a hype woman at the moment, but like when you coming home from the gym, coming home from whatever, and you're blasting the tunes, like you're having yeah. a party. I don't want to get in my car and have my music oh. at the same volume. <laughs> like, it go does back my head to normal. in. Go the radio. Like, I get in my car, my radio is on, like, 28 on the... I'm like, I don't we need... We don't need that. Fucking 
Maddie, Kimber, and whatever they are, like, <laughs> screaming at me. No. It's like 5 a.m. I and don't And then need I that. mute it. I mute my radio. I'm like, shh, yeah. shh, I'm like going to work. And then I plug my phone in and my Spotify it's starts. Your, and it bangs oh, me at 20. No. The cars, the car manufacturers. They need to calm down. You need to, every time I get in my car, I want it at like an eight. And then let me choose. <laughs> I want it at a nice, pop. nice level oh, just to get into my little routine. But does that annoy anyone else? Yeah, no. I don't know. I don't feel like I have it. If I have it really loud, when I come up my street, I turn it down. So because like I know that everyone I don't know it's a cul-de-sac and I'm just yeah. like oh, someone's gonna hear see it's me I whip up on my driveway at max volume and just like get out of my car and then I get back in my car my eardrums like honestly it happens to me every time I get in my yeah. car at the moment and I, I just feel like angry <laughs> okay another one um I mean I haven't done it in a little while but firstly waiting for the bus yeah. that is so embarrassing to me for no good reason and like waving down the bus like yeah. no and also running for the bus and or train. <laughs> I could never. I've run for the train once and it was the worst thing ever. I feel like just running for anything. I've definitely run for stuff before, but I can't think what. Yeah, it just like normal, train, just random just stuff. Been, yeah, I've just been like late and I'm like... <laughs> running with a like, backpack on. Oh, nah, there's nothing. So like I was coming down like the escalators or whatever and I could yeah. hear the train beeping like as if the doors are closing. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to miss this. And if I miss this, I'm not getting to uni. Yeah. Um. So I had to sprint and my bag got caught in the doors closing and I was like... <laughs> It's a sign. I should just tap it out, to be honest. But anyway, we pushed on. Um, we got there. So good. Mighty embarrassing. So good. I feel like I don't know if this is embarrassing. Like when your card declines. Like oh, yeah, actually, as yeah. a person receiving payment, when someone's card declines, I think that's annoying. I have to put the numbers in again. But I don't, like, I think that we think when our card declines, people think that we're like poor. Yeah. Like, I don't think you're poor. You're having private physiotherapy. Cause, like, yeah. Because like people get really like antsy. Yeah. And they're like, oh my gosh, sorry. Like, let me like, just try to my like, I for a $50 dinner. I'm like, that's because I've got like eight bank accounts. Yeah. Like, not because I've got yeah. zero dollars. <laughs> I'm not bothered. It's yeah. not a big deal. And it's just like, well, you're about to transfer money. Yeah. So like, it's fine. You've got that. You've got that. People have fidget. Like, oh, well, you know, it's payday like, yesterday oh, and like yeah. there's not many excuses I'm like no one's like I'm like I'm not sitting here being like why do you not have the money yeah. like have it immediately it's an embarrassing <laughs> queen just get the money into the right account yeah true yeah I, I just thought of one did you like not when your sunscreen's not rubbed in oh. like, just like, <laughs> Wearing sunscreen in general. Being a very like pale being, girl. Being a pale um, person, I just feel embarrassed. That is a good one. Sunscreen. Because it's just like, if it's just on my face and there's like a bit yeah. just still not rubbed in. Oh, like tell me. Yeah. Oh, good one. Okay. I feel like we've nutted out some good ones yeah. here. I love that game. Okay. That I'm glad. Come back for another That's a little random one. Week, yeah. We'll come back in a, in a few episodes time maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Should we wrap up for today? I feel like we've had yeah. some, some good chat. Um, yeah. So we're back on the monthly grind. So you'll hear from us every month. Yeah. As we please. Um, yeah. but for now you can <laughs> As we please on our account. <laughs> for now you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Feed Your Mind Podcast. Um and you can listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thank you guys so much for listening. We hope that you take this episode with a pinch of salt and mm-hmm. you continue to live your alcohol. Yeah. We want to balance life. You yes. Yeah, you do you do you, but like hopefully this was a little bit entertaining. Um bit insightful. Or, yeah, insightful, you take away a few messages and like just consider your relationship with alcohol. Mm-hmm. Your personal boundaries, um, your ethos in yes. class and <laughs> in social situations. Uh, we hope that you have an amazing week and that you feed your mind with positive thoughts, new learnings, and fun times. And we are super excited to see you guys in the next episode. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Catch you next time. Mm-hmm.